W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T, that's W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard, we stream first here on MutinyRadio.fm. Yes, every Sunday, make a habit of it. 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, you listen to MutinyRadio.fm for L-W-A-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. It is also a podcast. You know what? It stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Right, Carl? Hi, Carl. Right. Hey, Mike. Right. What's up? W-L-A-F-L. Your drive time, DJ. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That acronym is also our podcast. So if you don't have time on Sundays to listen, you can listen Sunday night with our podcast description. And bonus, we're on the video on YouTube where you can watch us right now. At our not YouTube channel, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We do this every week. You listen to our podcast. You watch the movie at the same time. Carl, what is the movie this week? Heart Bleeps. We will watch today Heart Bleeps 1981. It's one word. You go to your YouTube search engine and you put in heart, like boom, 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 boom. And then bleep, right. like I don't know what, like a curse word. No, like a robot bleeps. Beeps, beeps, beeps. I'm screwing up the audience. Heart beeps. Oh, I'm such a jerk. B-E-E-P-S. Heart, one word, heart, B-E-E-P-S, 1981. Sorry, audience. The channel no like is Ishka. Ishka, I-S-H-K-A-H. Uh, Ishka is hosting it and he has it like it's almost uh, part of a, a playlist. It's number 41, Heart Beeps, starring Andy Kaufman, and then in right. parentheses, 1981. Really excited. This is a film I've heard about since 1981. I never mm -hmm. had a chance to see this movie. So lucky us, huh? Yeah, probably because yeah. it bombed. And I, I want to give a shout out to my buddy uh, FM DeMarco. Uh, for his movie podcast, his movie Facebook page recommended this link and finally found a link to Heartbeeps. So, Heartbeeps. I, I, I follow his father on uh, AM. AM. Uh... Oh yeah. Well, you know what, old man? I listen to uh, I listen to FM tomorrow. I think it's something to say. AM tomorrow. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I remember right. it tomorrow. 
Wow. We are all over the place. So here's what we're going to do. We want you to go find that link. That is course number 41 dot heart beeps starring Andy Kaufman, 1981. And then go ahead and press the link, hit pause, move the timer to zero, zero. We should mention there's ads in this. Yes. So yes. when you hit it, there's probably going to be an ad, let the ad play, hit skip ad, and then hit pause when you get to the real meat of the movie. Rather short movie today. Uh, but once you get it paused and all ready and all set to go, heart beeping, when we say go, we want you to hit play and start the movie along with us so we can let us watch full length. Carl, we have a special comedian, celebrity comedian to yes. do our celebrity comedian countdown. He's Take it away, Carl. Carl. Okay. Good evening, Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome. <clears throat> All right. Once you play that clip, where you're playing that clip, where you're playing that clip. Johnny, what's doing? Listen, I'm recording my podcast. Would you do our countdown? Sure. All right. This is Johnny Watson. He's a big time star. He was on Saturday Night Live. Uh, he was. In, he's streaming right now on that John Lennon Netflix film. Um, he was uh, what? <laughs> he's, he's he's in this new movie called Fly Guys that's coming out. He was the star of this documentary called Last in Class. Ladies and gentlemen, counting us down from three, it's Johnny Watson. Thank you. Three, two, one. Go. Wow. Thank you, Carl's friend on the phone. My name is Crime Buster. 00719. 00719. Oh, this movie's all over the place. What's going on? We'll get to opening credits in a minute. It just starts in this awkward way. In media res. In the middle of shit. <laughs> in the middle of shit. Welcome to the movie. We got a hostage negotiation happening right now. Okay, you see the tree stump? It's threatening him. He's a cop. He's a robot cop. Crime buster. Right. There must be a way I can mute this. Uh, yes, uh, you can mute it. And it seems, is this a really talking movie, Carl? Yes, it's a very talky movie. Ron Gans is the voice of Crime Buster. And Ron, I didn't look you up. I was not impressed. <laughs> I'm so apologetic, Ron. Well, I, I recognize he's one of those, that guy's from Hollywood. You see that yeah. robot, you're like, oh, it's that guy. It's that guy. Well, that robot, Mike, it's really interesting. It's from the $6 million man. Um, it was just they retooled it. And to use it in the, it was from an episode of the Six Million Dollar Man, and they just, you know, put a few more bells and whistles on it. I remember that's when Steve Austin taunted the other robots. Ha ha! I got a penis. <laughs> Andy Kaufman. How many movies has Andy Kaufman been in? Zero, right? Yeah, he was. Um, let's see here. I have him right here. Yeah, his name is Val, and we're getting to meet him right now. He's a robot. Um, hardly any. He was all over TV. You see, he was in negotiations for a movie about Tony Clifton, but they didn't have confidence in him because they didn't know if he was a star or not. You know, he could do it. So they right. put him in this film as a test. Wow, what an expensive test. Yeah, yeah, $12 million. And that's like, this is what, early 80s money? 
Yeah, now they made $2,154,000. It's like they lost $10 million on this film. Now here's Randy Quaid on the left. Well, yeah, on the left. Uh, the big guy. The one with the yeah, mega hat. From, uh, I guess you could say he's uh, from National Lampoon's Vacation, right? That's how everyone knows yeah. him. I, I know him from tabloid newspapers from across the country in Canada. Ah. For his latest crazy antics. His yeah, aunt, he, uh, he, his uncle is okay, but his antics is crazy, man. <laughs> and this is Kenneth McMillan. He's a character actor. You would know him from like Dune. And um, he always plays these like gruff, hostile characters. Uh, he was in Rhoda for years. He's a character actor. You'll know his face. Right now sure. we're looking at his ears. Now, they just manufactured him and they're going to let him go or? Well, he's come in for repairs. Something's wrong. He's got to get fixed. So they're just warehousing him until it's time. Man, that makeup must be crazy. Yeah, it is. And the guy's like a award winner. He didn't win an Oscar, but he was nominated. He His, his name is Stan Winston. And sure. he, was, he lost the Oscar to um, American Werewolf in London. We can understand why he did. Right. But, what a uh, year. Okay, I got an ad going. Ad four, three, uh, two. Diarrhea bread. Why would you have something called Dan? Hey, Angelinos, don't tell me where I am. Stop specifying location. Skip ad. Sorry, that should be Denver. Skip ad. Is there a way I could skip the... Yeah, you could skip the ad. Skip the ad. I'm clicking skip ad. Oh, you know Get what? I skip it on the Get actual. Ah. There, few. Ah. Hey, Bernadette Peters. Yeah. Now, who should his bunkmate be here on a high shelf in a store in a warehouse? But another model. This model, you see, he's Val. He's Valcom seventeen four eight five. And he's like a stockbroker kind of, like a commodities trader kind of robot. I know and his Bert brother, Vic20. <laughs> yeah. Vic, Valcom, Valcom, 17485. We're going to call him Val. And she is Aquacom, 89045. Now, they didn't know about dot-coms at that point, right? Valcom right. and Aquacom. Must be computer, though. Which is it's what dot com is. It isn't. Um, and she is like a, a robot for parties and not for sex, but for like um, serving at pool parties mostly, but other social functions too, like serving tray and engaging in conversation. Hey, have you checked out my burn at Peter's bot? <laughs> no, that sounds really interesting. Oh, burn at Peter bot. Uh, yeah, if I had a Bernadette Peters bot, I would have big plans for her. She I would, would ask be... her about her career, human's career. You know, what was it like to be working with? And the robot probably can't answer because it doesn't know what it's like to, to work with other humans. Sigourney Weaver was offered this role to be Bernadette Peters' role, and she really wanted to do it. And her agent was like, come on, what are you, crazy? What is Andy Kaufman? Ridiculous. It's a pretty She's crazy a premise. Actor, actress. <clears throat> What's that? 
It's a pretty crazy premise. I, I remember Alan Arquish. Oh, no shit. Yeah, he's the director. He did a bunch of cool movies. Don't we like one of his films? Go Crazy or something? Go Bananas? Well, there's Get Crazy in nineteen. Get Crazy. Yeah, I like that one. Okay, I get it mixed up with Going Bananas. Engage and talk. Oh, all right, hang on. Uh, and we will hear Andy Kaufman. My designation is Aquacom. Aquacom. I am being custom reconditioned as a companion hostess. That's for how they talk to us during this movie. And yeah, functions. and it's how she'll talk throughout. My observation concerning the I do like the sunset. The sunset is pretty. Is yeah. The director did do a good job. Now, this guy started with, like, with Roger Corman. What, what? No, no, come on, come on. Oh, I thought you were talking. Hang on. Well. By the time I unmute, I, I miss out. However, for the calm series robots, charm increases desirability and is therefore valuable knowledge. I too am in the companion series. You hear it? Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear more. I am Valcom 17485. Function? Okay, I don't want to hear anymore. Okay. Oh, that is really annoying. Well, that's the movie. Great. But it's endearing and sweet. I mean, I've seen it a bunch of times with sound, and they're playing the nice music. John Williams did this music, by the way. Yeah. The producer who worked on this was also with John Williams on uh, in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, so they pulled him in. It's a really beautiful soundtrack, but like, J John, that's like hitting it, fixing it with a hammer, you know? I mean, it's too, he's too good for this film. Well, Stan, Stan Winston is a pretty impressive special effects guy. And yeah. just by losing to Rick Baker that year, it just shows how crazy uh, competition was. But they're all like stellar people. This movie, like, I remember when it came out in the theaters and the ad campaign looked really weird. Yeah. Really you, you can't really say that for many films. The taglines are funny. Um, Meet a modern nuclear family unlike any other. Well, that's not funny. Um yeah, they're not funny. Okay. Excuse me. The other tagline is "Wanted." Be on the lookout for this gang of misfit robots. It's really actually not good tags at all, is it? Uh, well, I'll be on the lookout. People will be like, "Mike, that was a movie poster. You don't really have to look out for misfit <laughs> robots." Now, there will be a thunderstorm, and. During this thunderstorm, they will both be scared. In this movie, robots totally have emotions. Do they it's really? Anthony Quinn, should I get it? It's Anthony Quinn. <laughs> I won't get it. Um, no, I don't. What was I saying? They have emotion in this. You'll see. Go ahead. Come on. Why don't you be? Don't be stingy on the mute this episode. Okay. Hang on. Just give me a second. I'm doing this old-fashioned style. I got to uh, manually do stuff. Okay. Okay, hang on. Last uh, okay. Last no, I want to hear it. Uh, yeah, you're just going to hear a thunderstorm, Mike. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> Give me a break. Wait, hang on. One... Old school, I have to manually click the button. Yeah, you have to manually. Yeah. It's old school. Looks... Man, I got to switch browser windows. Oh, you do? I... 
Yeah, I can't see you, Carl. I have. If I want to see okay. you. Watch the movie. I guess so. This is okay, some pretty on. cool. So now the storm is calming, so they're not being, you know, holding hands and being scared. But they like suddenly see they don't like each other like love or something. Like it will grow into that. Or now, aren't or they gonna be future? trying to telegraph that? Uh oh. Yeah. Training. Oh, 007 spy bot. <laughs> crime buster, crime buster. Crime buster. Now that I just tickles me pink that this is from a TV show with uh and it's six million dollar man. Right. This guy's great, Mike. Don't be stingy on the mute button with this guy. And don't do it now. Don't do it now. Throughout our film. Be ready By the to time I press the button, they're going to talk. Now, is this James Coco? I is this uh, Paul Dooley? No. Um, Kill the kid. You know what? Okay, it's Barry Diamond. Oh, I know Barry Diamond. I didn't look him up. I He's looked up. like, I'm not going to say poor man's Bobcat, but he was in a bachelor party as a crazy friend. Oh. Uh, he's he's really funny. He's, he was in National Lampoon's Class Reunion, which we saw back in the day. Yes, we did. And uh, he, it's, it's, he's always a welcome presence. Uh, he's a, he did a bunch of comedy albums in the 80s. Rainbow. Pretty fascinating stuff. Yeah. He's like, what is the function of a rainbow? And your magic sense is designed to pick up all the colors on the spectrum that the human eye can detect? Yes. He got to perform with Carol Kane, too, in Taxi. So he's, he's performed with Bernadette Peters and Carol Kane. Now, Bernadette Peters was all about Broadway. We think of her as a movie star, because that's how we know right. her, but really... Most all of her career was Broadway. And of course, she was in The Jerk. And, you know, she was she was in a lot of films. Um, Pennies from Heaven, Annie. The, she was on Carol Burnett Show, The Muppet Show. She was in Silent Movie. But really, she won Tony Awards. She was nominated all the time. She was really a... I always associate her with uh, Mel Brooks movies, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Kimmy Schmidt, wasn't she the landlord on that show? I think so. Or no, that's probably Carol Kane. I got it mixed up. God damn it. I don't know who Carol Kane is. Can you believe that? She looks exactly like Bernadette Peters. Oh, here's Barry Diamond. Hang on. Let me manually click it. Now, this is a very delicate machine. It's not right to just oh, tell Andy me what's Clayton. right. Speaking of right, I'm staying Randy? at this gorgeous hotel. I told the clerk. I got a leak in the sink. He said, go ahead. Customer's always right. <laughs> Carl, that's my act. <laughs> I so, got a um, leak in my sink. Yeah, they underutilized uh, Randy Quaid here because he plays a straight guy the whole time, which we've seen him do before. But he's really yeah, he's a always like a big actor. Look. Yeah. Well, in the 70s, he was like a serious actor. One floor uh, is Cuckoo's Nest, The Last Detail. Yeah. The Last Detail for sure. I don't know if he was in Cuckoo's Nest. Well, don't so quote me on Cuckoo's Nest. Do you, do you think that 
like National Lampoon movie, you know, vacation really suddenly now he's a comedic actor. Well, I mean, he also was on SNL like during that weird year as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, with Martin Short and Harry Shearer, like they just oh, uh, Anthony Hall, Michael Anthony Hall, and and Robert Downey Jr. wasn't it him? Yeah, they just stacked that show. Go ahead, go ahead. All right, all right. Click, hang on, click. And he didn't hear the weasel. Oh, I miss. I just, yeah. I just got his punchline. Yeah. <laughs> Right, every bit where they a guy tells a joke, you, you start with the punchline, and that's not what the monkey said. And then everyone goes, ah. <laughs> "That's right, that's classic." That I, I remember that most. Like they, they'd be at a um, one time, like the Flint, Flintstones got rich, they were having a cocktail party, and that was. So <laughs> the monkey says, <laughs> "The scene opens up with him telling finishing a joke." <laughs> yeah, it's all living. It's all living. <laughs> Oh no! Uh, oh, I'm clicking oh, skip ads. Clicking Distant skip ads. Mountains. I need to take a field trip with a highly intelligent companion okay, how to come help me no... collect, oh, store, and interpret data. I lack such a unit. So Barry <laughs> Diamond has a plan for these two? No. No, he's a third wheel. Are they robot small talking? No, Nothing he's proposing that they leave there and go. He wants to go out and gather data about lumber, which is what he trades in commodities. You see, so he thinks this will help his primary function, and he needs, he desires a unit to assist him with processing and interpretation of data. And she's like, "I am such a unit." Cute. Oh, wow. So they really met cute in this movie. Yeah, this movie is cute throughout the whole thing. That's a good way to explain it. And uh, this this wasn't a hit. This was a big bomb. And uh, Andy Kaufman, like, shot his own foot in a way because he didn't get... Uh, okay, I don't know. He didn't... This wasn't his baby. You know what I mean? They gave him the right. script. They put him in it. Um so it's a little unfair, but, uh, and also look, they greenlighted his budget, not him. It's the director and the producer. They greenlighted the budget with under this mistake of R2D2 and C3PO are very popular with kids. Can you imagine Carl? God damn it. Get me production. We need an R2D2 movie in right. the pipelines now. What about this Kaufman kid? We've been looking to try him out. Yeah, Perfect. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You mean that Tony Clifton oh. pick? Do you I'm recognize so the character actor? I recognize the board game. Aren't they playing Hungry Hungry Finger Pointer? Mm -hmm. That's Hungry Hungry Finger Pointer. <laughs> <laughs> Who it's left a... the fridge door open? Mike! I don't, rec I don't recognize any of them. What's up, Carl? He's saying, like, I got my wife the cleanup bot, and she loves it. I don't know. 
this truck and its contents might be valuable to us. Yeah, so let's just save us time and energy depreciation. Oh man, these robots have gone bad. Yeah, they're breaking bad in in the uh, that camper. Um, Where is um? God damn it! What's his name? Catskill, Catskill model. Shecky. Shecky. I thought I made that name up. I didn't. Shecky's a real name. Shecky Green's like one of the world's most famous Catskills comedians. Oh, okay. Okay. I in uh Life's Laugh Lessons, I named the guy Shecky and nobody batted an eye. I didn't know I was paying homage. Yeah, that's right. You were. There, there was a Jewish humor magazine called Shecky Magazine for a while. <laughs> no, right cool. now she's being a like kind of wife. She's like, my danger sense is. Why don't you reach? You know, could you reduce speed, please? Please check map. I don't need map, honey. Please right, check right. map. So it's like, what'd you do with the robots? They're not there. The fuck? So now Randy Quaid and and um, gosh, his name's Max. Max okay. and Charlie. Stupid names. Um. Oh, here, here we go. Is that Ned Beatty? You two get pressure. And Good guess. Good guess. Look, Rob, we're trying to Don't look Rob and me, God damn it. It's Richard Stahl, who we saw in Hopscotch. Right. Isn't he, isn't he Arliss? Best known as Arliss? I don't think no. so. No. Well, he's I best known the- for Splash. He was the doctor in Splash. Gotcha. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. Run off and, and find, find us a alone. unicorn. So it's like you guys gotta go, gotta leave the complex and go find him. They're in Colorado. They shot in Colorado. Now nice. it, it was warm in Colorado, so it really limited the time in which they could have the makeup on. It would start to melt's not the right word. It would start to go bad. Yeah, I mean, it looks really restrictive. The the robot robot makeup looks cool. Don't get me wrong. Like, I would love it looks to like have that. Robots. Yeah, totally. I don't know about the robot with the mouth open to the side. I feel uncomfortable being served food from it. <laughs> I think it'll be mocking me. <laughs> Crime Buster zero zero seven. No relation to James Bond. I got that joke right. Oh, Carl, I watched this movie. Ip, I don't know if you're a fan of uh, Ip Man, but the fourth one, uh, Ip Man's in San Francisco in the 1950s. He's the guy who taught Bruce Lee. There Kung were no Kung. IP addresses in the 1950s. Well, they have. They're in a military base, and it's, it's a Chinese production, and they have English in it. So the drill sergeant is like, "Bust your ass!" And at one point, he goes, "Put the banana in the tailpipe." Oh, really? From Eddie Murphy? Yeah. yeah, I think the movie was 2003, but the drill sergeant yells at them, banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> We're not following any banana in the tailpipe. It sounds like the military is yelling that. God, I love it. It Man, really good. So it Man 4, the finale. Val ran us off the road, you know, because, <laughs> women, you know, awkward robot drivers. Right. 
he was driving crazy. And um, now they got to figure stuff out, you know. They're a little trapped. So they're in Colorado right now, even though it looks like they just shot somewhere. It looks like they shot in your backyard, Carl. No, that looks, look at those pines. That looks like Colorado. Nice. You see that, like, cooling shade, even though it's hot as shit, that the pines give? Yeah. That's that kind of forest. Now, Barry Diamond was with them all the time? Yeah. He's the third wheel. Literally, right? They've got all these spare parts. And now that the truck has crashed, they've got to carry them. And that's not efficient. Okay, and Val is efficient. So what he does is he and Bernadette Peters assemble a unit, a little robot with all their spare parts. And what this becomes really is their child. Oh! Ah! 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 Phew! Thank you. For a second, I wanted a beer. There he is. That's our kid. Kid bot. Right. Hello, you are listening to AM DeMarco. <laughs> my, your dad, dad, this is my show. Sorry, FM. Wow, there was a lot of shitty robots in the early 80s. I, I can't, these robots are not as bad as Disney's The Black Hole robots. Oh, those were horrible. Those were like Sam and Bob. Big. Yeah. Yeah. But this guy, I think there's a Christian analogy going through the black hole. (laughs) Shut up, Bob. That robot smoking a cigar. I think they only made one of him, and they said we should not make a second one. (laughs) He's a cat. He's he's the stand-up comedian. You can have him for the night. He's a cat skills model. Oh, I got you. A funny thing happened on the way to the. Yeah. Yeah. Humor processing now. Humorous insert. Humorous humorous story. Now the person who really is going to end up loving his jokes is um, uh, the little guy. What's his name? How can I not remember what his name is? There was a lot of names I saw in the opening credits. Like a lot of people I recognize. Phil. Phil. Okay, so I don't understand this, and I should have researched this. It says Jerry Garcia as Phil's voice. Can you believe that? Phil is a little... um, How would that be possible? I I, I think it's possible. The director used to work when he was a kid at NYU. He used to work at the Fillmore East, and the Grateful Dead went in and out of there a lot. A lot of stars did. Sure. But... let me just look at this up and I do remember like when this movie came out, it's robots walking around the forest. Yes, it is. There's something <laughs> weird about there's something weird about that. Like it's cool. Well, okay. As you know, robots run on electricity. So what hap- happens? If you run out of electricity, ooh, ooh, I know. Teach pick, pick me. Ooh, um, ooh. Spiegelman. Yes, it's pronounced Spiegelman, uh, Mr. Goy. Uh, 
they they don't robot. What? They don't robot? I don't know. Yeah, they stop roboting. <laughs> no mo, no mo roboto, no mo. <laughs> no mo gato, Mr. God. No mo robotos. Jerry Garcia, it is. It's the real Jerry Garcia. Now, there's, I guess still, there's a guy named Phil in the Grateful Dead. He's the other one. Oaks, isn't it? O-C-H, O-C-H-S, isn't that him? Phil no. Oaks. Or Weir, Weir, isn't it Weir? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, you're right. It's not Phil Weir. Maybe it's the it's drummer not... is. Huh. John Weir. Okay, oh, never no. mind. Do we have to talk to a deadhead now to figure this out? I blame marijuana. I should know the answers right at the tip of my tongue. Right. But you don't have any marijuana, so it's not. Oh, yes, I do. Nothing's, oh, yes, I nothing's, do. Nothing's That's registering. Why. Nothing's registering because you have a. Yeah, it's great. It's a good contrast, Carl. You see, they're in human robots, and this is nature. Now, she's a character. I, I don't know. Her name's Kathleen Freeman, and uh, she was in vaudeville. You see her on the left there? Yeah. She was like with Jerry Lewis in 11 films, like a, being a, like a foil. That's sure. Her. She was in the Blues Brothers. They called her the Penguin. She was... Uh, right. She was the nun. Right. You know, and she was in the new Dragnet and Naked Gun, 33 and a third. And she had cameos in Gremlins. And she she's a big deal. Yeah, they got they got a ringer in this movie called the now Big they're, Gun. They're calling uh they're calling for Phil. They're looking for Phil. He has he is lost. Phil unit. Phil com. Phil com. Ray's last name is com. I might be wrong. Their last name is com. I right, is Phil there. Two bar. Yeah. Fill there. Fill my pockets. I got another check. <laughs> fill there. Fill. Fill my pockets. Now that nobody named that name. My pockets. Okay. So they're looking. Okay. Wait till you see her. There's her face. You know her now? Yeah. Of course. She's in like, uh, I know her from Jerry Lewis movies. I've, I've seen her. <laughs> Ladies, man. No, but in the, I got to tell you, Mike, I watched. That's not really true. I took a look at some clips. I watched right. um, her in those Jerry Lewis films, and uh, she's a young person. She does not look like that. She, she was in a bunch of the movies, but she, I know who yeah, you're talking about. I recognize her. Well, let's see uh, here. Wow, they found the uh, cigarette lighter. I was born a cigarette lighter, and now I am sentient. Bleep blorp. <laughs> So they've already started a nuclear family. Yeah, that's our tag. Terrible tag. Now, I this didn't that's... get a, any Razzies, but the um, 1981 Stinkers Bad Movie Awards really favored them. Um, Wait a minute. The 1981 Stinker Awards? Were yeah, they like the Razzies away. They, It's all nominations. This film didn't win any categories. But it was nominated. Worst picture, worst screenplay, 
screenplay. Most painfully unfunny comedy. Worst actor wow. was Andy Kaufman. Most was he better in his movie? Accent. Wow, he won the 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 Covenant, the notorious worst accent award from the Stinkers. No, no, just nominated, and it's the Stinkers, uh, the Stinkers Bad Movie Awards. Look, oh. the Razzies won. The Razzies have legs. They're still with us today. The Razzies are the VHS of uh, Betamax competitors. Bingo. Gotcha. Uh, stinkers, you left us too soon. <laughs> Just when Megaforce was coming out, too. Huh? Guys, you blew it. Kroll is coming out next year. You All blew right. it, Stinkers. You blew it, Stinkers. Had you been around for a couple more years. Could have done more movies. I can see the makeup, you know, melting. It must have been it real smoke. Do you think it's like, do you feel like as an audience member looking at their makeup, you feel like kind of sorry for them? Like it's distracting? Like, yeah, My, they must be no, a lot of pain. I never am sympathetic with you. You're always looking at the plight of the actor. Like, oh sure. my God, they made him do this. They're uh -huh. mud wrestling. I never emphasize. Oh, These are movie stars. They should earn their money. Listen, Eddie Deason's roommate was not a movie star. He was just supposed to show up to Bugsy's Girl. He did That's not know true. he was going to be mud wrestled. That is true. You you, yeah. you got me there. Got you there. There's other ones about that film, too, that were, you know, the guy getting hung upside down. and Yeah. Yeah. But but this is a twelve million dollar budget. It's Bernadette Peters. I do not feel bad that some makeup is caking on her face. They yeah, I mean they spent a lot on this makeup too. God, I can't believe they said robots are hot. Make me a <laughs> robot movie. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they did from three p three p. So right now, what's happening? Just like Val made the dumb decision, I am in full control of this vehicle. He's like, I will reason with the bear, right? So he goes in there, say, "Look and at my non-threatening manner, bear. We would like to share your cave." <laughs> Are wow. you damaged? Yeah, hurt little hurt pride. Lost his bow tie. Uh, no, he gave it to Phil. That was a locator unit. So now if Phil gets lost again, I, I should have mentioned. He took off his bow tie, which was his locator unit, and he put it on Phil. I apologize Whoa. for not realizing the plot. Bear. Because they love Phil. They're starting to, like, Phil is, in, Phil is not a unit that can protect himself. We must care for Phil. Oh, interesting. Interesting parody and satire of the of the modern family. You know, it really is a cute film. Um, yeah. And I don't really think it deserved its bomb as much as you don't invest $12 million in this. I have to say the runtime is a little disconcerting. I mean, it's 87 minutes. Uh, yeah, well... They hated the first cut from this director, Alan Arkush. 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 Alan Arkush. Say it again. This, okay. This guy did rock and roll high school. Right. No, I know who he is. He's really funny. With the Ramones. Yeah. 
He's made uh, get go crazy is a good movie. Uh, yeah, he's done some good ones. So it's kind of you know I'm not surprised to see he's the one who came up with this. He did Caddyshack too. I don't know if that's a big deal, but he did El- Elvis meets Nixon in '97, and I think that was right. <clears throat> he did it's like a drama called, um, Shake Rattle and Rock for TV in '94. It was supposed to be the prequel to uh, Rock and Roll High School. So he was born in Jersey and he went to school in Fort Lee. And when he was went to Ooh. high school in Fort Lee, the director, Alan Urkush, and when he went to, you know, he got inspired to make the film from his experiences in high school. He goes to NYU and who is his professor and advisor? Martin Scorsese. Nice. I thought it was going to be Xavier, uh, Charles <laughs> Xavier, but. That's that's not bad either. Professor X. God, so dark. Uh, What's going on? He worked for Roger Corman, and then he had the opportunity to make rock, rock and roll high school with the Ramones. And so Roger Corman was like, if you do a good job, you'll never have to work for me again. Because they're like, I think, it, you know. From what I understand, him and Joe Dante edited the trailers for New World Pictures for Corman. That's exactly right. They made yeah. the trailers. Those two. Yeah, and I, th- I haven't seen Hollywood Boulevard, but they they co-directed a movie early in their careers. Uh, I don't know if it's a the stock footage of other movies or just like kids mm-hmm. driving up and down Hollywood Boulevard or what have you. But now, uh, by the way, Catskill guy is telling jokes and 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 Phil is loving it, and this a bonding thing will happen between them. And when it comes to the energy and electricity crisis, it'll play out. Yeah, you like that, huh? I like it when you like things like that. Because when you're happy, I'm happy. I haven't been this happy since the time I bought a pet skunk. Oh, yeah? My wife said, where do you expect to keep it? I said, under our bed. She said, what about the smell? And I said, he'll have to get used to it, just like I did. Yeah, just like I did. That's a great tag. <laughs> Once you get the punch sign, keep talking. Hey, hey, so what about the smell? I said, oh, don't worry about the skunk. He'll probably get just to the smell soon enough, but being a skunk under the bed and all. Yeah, he does. Time. Stepping on his punch, he really is. You're right. Yeah. He'll get used to it. You let the audience laugh. And then you go, just like I did. Tag. <laughs> tag. Or I, I would recommend a tag of because the smell is actually not from the skunk, from the skunk, but it's the actual bed. I bet let's listen too. now. Let's listen. Right. Let's listen. Manual click. I could have checked. Keep listening. I have already computed that fact. Keep listening. They get a kiss. They'll get interrupted, and it'll be a, one of the only funny scenes in this film when they're awkward. You are finished with my shoulder. See if you can fix my pleasure center. <laughs> so Bernadette Peters is going to try to fix random impulses. Right, it must be broken. Strong impulses. Sorry to torture you, Mike. All right, you don't have to listen. No, no, let's get to the punchline. There's no, the punchline's coming a ways off. They're going to be all touching each other for a while. Uh, and then the skunk said, don't worry about me. I just need to rest. 
here under the bed that was bought at Sealy Postropedic. <laughs> Second hand, hence the smell. <laughs> that I got used to as I step on the laughs. It's so funny when you keep talking, they they stop laughing so that they, okay, they want to hear the next thing. So they stop right. It sucks when you stop your own laugh. You know what I'll do is that once I realize I did that, I'll explain the joke since I have their attention. <laughs> okay, watch this. Watch this. All right. I'm sorry. Well, oh, hi. Oh, yes. You did not announce yourself. We were only adjusting each other's exchanging gauges. data. Yes. I gave them a chance to turn themselves in. Uh oh, but did they? No. Zero, zero, no. Listen to this guy. Oh, he does say no. No. It's too late. Uh oh, Robert Klein hardware. Well, he was going. <laughs> he was going through like three or four examples. I gave them a chance to turn themselves in. Did they? No. It's almost like a Ted, Ted Knight or whatever. Uh huh. Oh yeah, and uh, Mary Tyler Moore. Too so, close for comfort. Yes. Um, I don't know. Alan, the director, said bad movies don't start out as bad movies. They start out as everybody working really hard, and then something happens, and they go bad. This guy's style was really slow, and everyone hated it on the set. He was like really, really slow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. Low-budget filmmaking, right? From his experience right. with Corman. Okay. In order to do a movie for a really defined budget, a small budget, you can't wing it. You've got to come up with a real plan because you have so little time, so few hours, and your resources are so limited. You have to know exactly what you're doing. One time he's making fun of Corman. And he goes, Corman would just say, I don't know if he's making fun of him. But he said, Corman said, exploitation pictures don't need plots. They need sensational things like girls shooting Filipinos out of trees. That works. I guess that's his Women in Cage movies. Women shooting Filipinos out of trees? He really said that? That's what That's what Alan Arkush reports that Roger Jesus. Corman said to him once. Oh, when all right. Jeff Sporty yeah. made $450 a week. When he did Hollywood Boulevard, he made $85 a week. Right. So crazy. Uh oh, Amazon. Crazy. Are but they he's a like Jersey boy? Yeah. Oh, I like his stuff. I, I mean, he's allowed to make a bad movie that is, happens to be heart bleeps, beeps. Well, he went on to do a fuckload of tv like a boatload of television yeah. and he got emmys and stuff but um uh crossing jordan that's his baby he was the producer he made crossing jordan happen great here's he my idea episodes of moonlighting he got an emmy well just a nomination he directed 15 pilots and sold 10 blah 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 her la her last name is part of an expression I love it. What's it called? Fish out of water. Her last name is Water, see? And she works at an aquarium. <laughs> what are you? What are, are these the Crossing Jordan? Yeah. Like, how did they come up with the idea of Crossing Jordan? They're like, <laughs> what expression do you know that sounds like a first name? Uh, crossing Jordan? Yeah, all right. 
Yeah, it's right. There's like toughest nail private detective Susan. I didn't see Jordan. Crossing Jordan. I never saw it. Did you watch it? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. I never crossed Jordan. I can't cross Jordan off my bucket list. <laughs> Are they hiding his plants? Yeah, it's not funny. Well, it's the nature. The robots are taking nature back to them with them. Now they're scolding their kid to keep it down. It's really hard as parents. Oh, spotlight. Out of sight. The guy who did this movie, who wrote it, wrote Quigley Down Under. Is that interesting? That's what Tom Selleck. I never seen Quigley yeah. Down Under. Yeah, I if I did, I forgot it because it wasn't good. What part, Quigley or Australia? This is what, what disappointed you in that movie? <laughs> hey, look, Christmas tree! Oh, Christmas tree! A lot of tinsel in those trees. But he did a lot with L.A. Law. This writer, so he did go on to have success, and he won an Emmy for it. And it's pronounced La La <laughs> La La Law. La law, la law. Yeah, you don't pronounce the W. You drop it, right? La la. It's actually, it's actually L A L A W. It's all an acronym. Okay, so now they're finally being confronted by cop robot. Crime Buster zero zero seven. Exactly. He doesn't believe they're Christmas trees. <laughs> This looks like me on December 24th trying to buy a tree from a lot. <laughs> yeah. For I don't what? care if there's a robot in there. Burn it? <laughs> <laughs> For what? Yeah. I've heard of a robot. You look like a... Christmas trees burn pretty quickly in the street. You put them on the sidewalk the way, and light it. Yeah. We're missing lots of cats. Not that you should have the sound up, but we all, throughout this film, there's lots of cat skill lines. They're rarely funny, but they can be occasionally. You know, I'm using that skunk joke in my act now. That joke stinks. Oh, but the, it's the bed that stinks. You thought it was a skunk, but actually. Oh. I baited you with the skunk smell, and then I switched it with the smell of the bed. Of the wife. Oh, you think it's the wife? That's misogynistic. Well, that's what he means. Just like uh, he'll get used to it, just like I did. Doesn't oh, he mean his wife? Yeah. Oh, because his wife smells. Yeah. Okay, I'm still using it. Okay. I get all my jokes yeah, from Casco robots. Wife. What was it, my wife? You know, my wife wanted to go on vacation to a place she'd never been before, uh, and I said, "How, how about, about permission?" Oh, have Bermuda. A... It's beautiful. We've never been, honey. Hey, yeah, that's would that kitchen. work? I'm, <laughs> I'm going to an open mic tonight. Should I? Would that work? Like no, everyone it's... would expect you to say the kitchen. The, the problem about like taking jokes that everyone know and and changing it is that people are expecting you to say the original joke, right? And so then suddenly no. you become this like you know. I don't know. I always try to swallow the punchline so I can get to my punchline. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I have a bit about guy who had a banana in his ear. And I said, excuse me, you have a banana in his ear? 
And then I yell, you have a banana? He goes, I can't hear you. I have a banana in your ear. And then I have to, like, before the audience go, oh, that's the joke. I go, and then I said, to let them know there's more. Gotcha. You don't have a banana in your other ear. Now, do you, you smug piece of shit? Now, like, you can hear me with the other ear. <laughs> what Crime Buster will do throughout the whole film is overreact, overexplode, over... There's a party going on. So, it, oh. Shouldn't he be like chasing Doctor Who or something? Exterminate. Nope. He's chasing the escaped robots from the. Um, okay. Oh, look, yeah. Now we're like going a... to be in her environment. It is a party. Ooh. Okay. And we will have a cameo, a great cameo from Paul Bartel, just like we had the cameo when we watched Munchies. Now, well, Paul Bartel worked with Corman as director and actor. Yes. Writer. Yes. That's yes. right. Yeah. And I'm sure that's why he was A, not in this Hollywood film as a character, and B, got a cameo. Let me throw Great. you a bone. Was this a Roger Corman movie? No, no, not at all. This was a Hollywood movie that was $12 million in budget. It was, it was, it was Universal Pictures. See, what's who's that guy who's always his partner, Andy Kaufman? Like they wanted to pitch, they wanted to do a Tony Clifton movie. Uh, Bob Zamuka. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And so he went to, um, you know, they pitched it, and they were like, "Ah, we don't know. I, I don't know if you could hold a film or whatever." Because I mean, he wants Andy Kaufman. You know what I mean? Um, sure. And so. Then they had this opportunity. This film was going to get done. And they said, hey, let's let's throw in Kaufman. Let's make this his vehicle and let's see if it'll work, if it'll fly. And it and it couldn't. Could not at all. Okay, let's listen. All right. Oh, hang on a sec. Carl, I didn't How long? I don't know. How old are you? There's Paul Bart Paul Bartan to the right. Yeah, I see him. You're a very He's unusual the group of people. I think you know that. Where'd you get that tie, buddy? Somebody couldn't guess your weight, huh? Somebody couldn't guess your weight or get you laid? Wait. Like, it's because so... It's, it's, it would be a carnival giveaway at such a cheap tie. Uh, I'm glad you explained that joke to me. Well, it's Exterminate. more relatable this, the closer, right? This was the 70s, so like you know, the 40s was just yesterday, you know. It's right. I got you. It was now you've seen Doctor Who, right? I'm doing the Delix, the little robots that look like Crime Buster. I'm so sorry, Mike. I have never seen Doctor Who. I've never watched a maybe I have in my life, but they I, have these, you know, it's BBC it's television. So Right. No, it's cheap. But one of the cheap things they do is they have these robots that look exactly like Crime Buster. They're circular and they move around. Uh-huh. And they say stuff like exterminate. It's a car, by the way. It's a car. Really? Yeah. See? I guess I could see that. Yeah. Well, it's from Six Million Dollar Man. Okay, Paul gets his really shining moment right now. Let's listen. Now, this nice lady's house has been destroyed. Now, you oh, know Paul Bartel. For the volume, he, he won't say a word. Now, just... Paul Bartel is from Montclair High. He went to Montclair High. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. In New Jersey. He, I don't think he spent much time in Montclair, but he went to the high school. There he is. 
What year did he graduate? Who knows? Oh, I don't know. Early 60s, maybe? Okay, gotcha. He did 11 low-budget films, which he wrote and acted in. Um, Death Race movie. 2000, Private Parts. Um, which is good. That's an, It's not Howard Stern. It's no. a hotel on Hollywood Boulevard and weird residents, including a woman who's a robot. He lust in the dust was one of his, and that's with Tab Hunter. Yeah, well, he did scenes from a class struggle in Beverly Hills, eating Raul. Guy's fucking genius. He was in Rock and Roll High School, and that only makes sense, right? <laughs> well, we're back in the oh, so is this the third act? They're going to run out of juice. Uh, not. Uh, not yes, yet. I think so. Turn it on for a second. Let me just hear what they're talking about. Well, the tragic music starts when the battery. I have been extremely inefficient in not exchanging information with you. Oh yeah, this it's is funny. I did not want to. She's no, doing the white thing, like with maximum input. Like you don't communicate with me, kind of thing. Agreed. Look at their human eyes, right? Yeah. Robotic. I'm sorry, this music's driving me nuts. Thank you, John Williams. Thank you, John Williams. Overdoing this, like, oh, it's a Hollywood $12 million budget. I'm really going to make a great soundtrack for this. Why don't you stick with Spielberg, buddy? Now Quaid is like, I got three master's degrees. Why do I always have to do this? You know, they really wasted the comedic talent they had in him on this, right. in this film. The other well, like guy said, is fine. He's a character actor. He's a lug. He's supposed to be gruff. And he does it. Look at Ooh, this. You want a beer pouch? <laughs> <laughs> is that for the robots? Or did, of course. No, oh, it's, that's having a beer pouch. Do you have like a little straw for the drink pouch? Well, I would expect yes, but he's not doing it that way. He's got a logger, of course. Wait, of course, was a national back in the eighty. Oh, I guess smoking the bandit was eighty one, right, or seventy nine? That was all about course. Yes, it was seventy, late seventies, like seventy nine. Cute, cute. Oh dear! Oh dear! Oh dear! Cute, Gonna run cute. over. What a fox! Who, who, what a the fox. fox. <laughs> you see the All right. fox? More animals, please. I'm running out of puns. Oh, there we go. It's hair time. You missed him splitting by hair. hair. He's splitting hairs. That was a crime very, buster deluxe. Very bunny. Very bunny humor. <coughs> Do you have any robot jokes? No. My robot jokes are stiff. Andrew <laughs> Rich does this great one about robots getting offended, you know, like in our times. Like yeah. you're doing the robot. He goes, hey, not all of us dance like that, buddy. I don't appreciate that stereotype. You know, like that's a great joke. Who does that joke? Andrew Rich. Andrew Rich. Well, he was a comedian on our show for the King of the Mountain episode. He was a countdown. Oh, great. Yeah, sure. We're nowhere near Hollywood in this film. 
I'm no, we're not. This. We're in Colorado. And now we're going to a junkyard where they hope to find some sort of charge, some sort of like forgotten battery pack. We're going to meet Susan and Calvin. Susan and Calvin. Great. Yeah. With 10 more minutes left in the movie, we should have new characters come in. They, there's, they're apparently named after Susan Calvin, who was a recurring char- character from Isaac Asimov, like his robot movie. I, I robot or I, Foundation. I just, it was a recurring character in her, in his films, his uh, books about robots. Sure. And it's Christopher Guest, who's the guy from Spinal Tap, who was the guy from Princess Bride with Six Fingers. <sighs> right. Yeah, another director. Another comedic director. Right. Isn't After he, uh, all Spinal his mockumentaries. Tap, would, yeah. He doesn't like the term mockumentary, believe it or not. There they are. He's on the right there, and he's very young. He would be yeah, on Saturday oh, yeah. Night Live. Yeah. There's a Catskill model, complete with cigar option. But what in the world is that small one? Nah, nah, it's not me. And what in the world are they doing? That's uh, Melanie Marin. She was in Car Wash in My Blue Heaven. She's had a nice career. Cool. Oh, I love this 80s outfits they're wearing. The orange overalls with orange shirt. Evo. Yeah. Well, he, he he was... you know, he he was part of the National Lampoon Radio Hour in the 70s. Yes, exactly. That's when he started. Credibility um, gap, I guess. 84-85 season of Saturday Night Live, he was there with Martin Short, Billy Crystal, Harry Shearer. A strange year. Yeah. So that was after this. Yes, he's super young here. This is probably like after the radio stuff. I don't know the answer, but... Gotcha. He's not Squiggy. That's all I know. Yeah, that's Do right. Do not mistake him for Squiggy. The one wolf. Right. Poor Laverne had to so, uh, put a bridal L to make it Lone Wolf. <laughs> yeah. Oh, raccoons. Let's. Uh, uh, Ranger Rick. Oh, what a cute, oversized cat. <laughs> Let's feed it garbage. Here, kitty. So this is the kid throughout, you know, and so he's playing with the animal. He did a movie called The Big Picture about a guy. It's an 80s film uh, Chris Sergis directed. It's about a guy trying to make a movie, and it's not bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very kind of inside type of bullshit, but. This guy will make you laugh. Yeah. Oh, I loved him in Guardians of the Galaxy. Terrific. Are you talking about the raccoon, right? <laughs> um, he he did um, Waiting for Guffman. That was a good one. And yeah. um, he did the one about the pets, like it was a pet show. Best in the show. And he did one about folks. Was he a... He did Spinal yeah. Tap for folk songs. Was that... Am I right, though? Was yeah, that- a, mighty, a Mighty Wind. Like, a, like a, it's a fart reference. Oh, <laughs> Why am I not? Oh, something's happening. I'm so nervous. I'm going to de- derail this simple Do, task of watching a YouTube video. Yeah, just don't click any pauses. <laughs> Man, 
trash he saw heap. something okay this is the only weird dark moment in the film he saw like a robot that was all smashed up it's like he saw a dead body and he's right. not communicating it. What? that's where he goes i don't know uh -oh. uh oh don't look behind you the director's making it dark what evil lurks in the heart of men only this shadow knows uh-oh now he would go on to die just three years later of lung cancer right you know i guess was, man, um, this wasn't really brought up in man in the moon they didn't have a scene where he's dressed up as a robot no they did not um so he did clubs and everything but somehow he got on to saturday night live to do like uh here i come to save the day something like that sure and that led to being offered taxi and that's how he got here you know um but uh he got cut short who knows what he would have done um, can i can i recommend if you're a fan of andy kaufman then you have Tubi tv he did a show. He's in the movie. They they have a big to do about it. There was yeah. a Saturday Night Live ripoff called Fridays, which was aired on ABC. They did it from the West Coast, so they it, it was aired. You know, they they aired it eight thirty. They shot it eight thirty in Los Angeles, and it right. aired. Uh, and in the movie, they show the scene where Andy Kaufman refuses to do, gets angry and breaks character and gets into a fight with cast member Michael Richards. Mm -hmm. And then it was revealed that it was all a gag, but they, no one knew. What, <laughs> that's so, so him. That, so that's the last season. But I really recommend watching the third season, the premiere, where he returns and he's married to a Christian folk singer and he apologizes about his behavior <laughs> and he would like to sing a song. And oh, then... So coffee. There's a bit about a pharmacist who likes to take drugs and he's supposed to bring up the police musical act, the police. Right. But he doesn't. It's a live show. He starts complaining about the previous act saying drugs aren't funny to the point where that they had to go to a commercial break. So I do recommend. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. See, he was like, he wasn't really a comedian. He was like, he evoked emotion. Like the way he puts it, like, I never told a joke is what he says. Right. My only a lot of wrestling will entertain you as best I can. Right. I mean, he was wrestling women, which is pretty crazy, but he was really had like a wrestling ethos to him. You ever see yes. his TV special? He did a yeah. one time primetime special and he had a talk show where his desk was extremely large. And he stood atop this desk while the guests <laughs> sat in a very <laughs> lowly <laughs> chair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of it's like funny in concept and a lot of it, you know, if you're in the mood, it's really funny. But I, I think there's other people who have that same spirit. It's not just Andy Kaufman, but, you know, he yeah. was really fun. So. So he was also like a real problem person. And, and that happened here. Um, let's see here. Um, well, I can't find the my in my research but essentially that guy who was his partner was yeah. what's his name again bob zamuka he was yeah. banned from the set of this because he would get andy going and then when he was banned um as the days wore on andy would like act out and be a you know like 
be a problem for them to like, you know, get him into his chair to do the makeup, get him into, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm not doing it. I want Bob back. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, Bob Zamuka, I don't really, I think I read his book once and I'm not really yeah. a fan of this, but he's all right. I mean, he created, uh, what was that? Uh, comedy, comedy, comic relief. He was responsible for that. Big, oh, okay. big factor in that. So that's some good in the world. An yeah. Interesting guy. I seen a video. He had a video of Bob Zamuka as Tony Clifton, including him showing up at the premiere of Man on the Moon. And it's a really weird video. Like oh, there's some okay. scenes, like it's him walking around Las Vegas as Tony Clifton it's in, in 2000 or something, saying that yeah. Andy Kaufman faked his death, etc. <laughs> I remember they, everyone's like, Tony Clifton is um, Andy Kaufman, and or maybe I'm just mixing it up with the Jim Carrey movie. There was something in which Tony Clifton was like, this, you know, and then he shows up playing the bongos and, and yeah. Kaufman in person, you know. Yeah, they would, they would switch off, like, so people didn't know who was playing Tony Clifton. The thing is, one time he came down to the... Oh, no, maybe I'm mixing it up with the movie again. Like, he made Tony Clifton freak out on the set of Taxi. And then he got on the phone, pretend, you know, as Andy. Like, that never made the air. That's what's why he was so weird. He didn't do that for... He did that for life. That didn't get filmed. And you know what I mean? His practical right. joke was on these people in ta the set of Taxi. Well, like you know, do you, the, the horizontal hold, like I, I, one of the coolest things he did on SNL was that he had a one eight hundred number where he asked people whether or not he should appear on SNL anymore. Uh, okay. in the eighties, and he got voted no, so he stopped, <laughs> and he actually produced an advertisement uh, which aired in on SNL in some markets where he. he apologize you know i appreciate the tally and i'm sorry you know i won't be performing anymore oh, <laughs> stupid. okay um 1990 book andy kaufman revealed that's his book okay that's tony clifton's book uh bob zamuka's book bob zamuka bob zamuka wrote the kaufman and wrote that kaufman and zamuda had pitched the screenplay of Kaufman's The Tony, Tony Clifton Story, a movie about the life and times of his alter, to Universal Studios. Universal executives were concerned that Kaufman had not acted in films except for a small role. They arranged for him to star in this, see if he could carry a movie. Such a weird way to greenlight a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't they do it with the film? I mean, you're going to put him in a film, so do it with Tony Clifton. I don't know. Well, I'm glad they didn't do the Tony Clifton movie. It probably, well, it would have been interesting, but. Now he's given his power to the kid. Why? My mother-in-law needed a heart transplant once. Uh-huh. But we had to give it up. We couldn't find a because yeah i don't get it the i it's 
it's like the mother-in-law you know only a gorilla heart will help a gorilla it's like a mother-in-law is like he's saying that his mother-in-law is is a gorilla oh they must not have a good relationship then it might be strange <laughs> <laughs> oh i have a question about robots and marriage and mother-in-laws robots don't have mother-in-laws <laughs> he's a cat skill model i mean right uh, yeah Bernadette Peters doesn't have a vagina, but she is a model. <laughs> well, I assume. <laughs> okay. I was going to... All right. Yeah. Her circuits are kept in a hot box, but I don't think uh, that's... <laughs> that's what she said. Woohoo! John yeah. Hill, the writer of this, uh, adapted it into a novel in December of 81. They promoted this film in magazines like Starlog and Famous sure. Monsters. They were really big on the makeup. Well, those magazines exist in the early 80s. You yeah. know, it'd be like exclusive under the rainbow footage photos. Right. Yeah, or whatever, Megaforce, whatever came out in 1981. A lot they of shit in the 80s. model now. Bada bing. Oh, so he didn't escape, but they're going to recharge him, I guess. He shows up at the end. Tell well, me he shows it, up at the end. Yes. Everything's all right, kid. Pa-ching. I said, I told my mother-in-law, <laughs> mi casa is tu casa. So, so, so. La last week she sold it. Oh, <laughs> that's good, Mike. That's Henny Youngman. Mike. <laughs> that's the Henny Youngman. I'm doing all Henny Youngman jokes. Um, you know, SAG, right? Screen Acting Guild. There was like a strike during this. And so July 1980, they shut down filming all the way till October 1980. The 1980 writer strike. Holy cow. Yeah, it was a, a strike by the Screen Actors Guild. So it was for the writers. I remember yeah. something about that. Yeah. Well, then there was a writer's strike in 07. And of course, right now, as we're shoot, uh, recording this, uh, the current writer's strike here in 2023 has been going on for weeks. No, she's dying now. Oh, her power reserve. No and reserves. She's dying before uh, Val can talk to her about love. Oh, no. This whole movie was leading up to this. Yeah. Go ahead and turn it on. All right. Give me a second. Do I got to pause. Do not I go have back to manually, do do manually not. press it. There's one last subject area I would like to discuss with you. But I'm running out of aqua. Wait. Wait. Please don't go. I want to discuss. One last human. Don't mute it. What makes you think I was going to mute this movie? Because I have my finger hovering over the button. <laughs> I want to ask what you know about latex. Lousy lovers. Now he runs out of power. So he never says the word. He did. He said, look. 
<laughs> now we have a sad scene in which it's like, Mom, Dad, wake up. Casey no. Jones riding that train. <laughs> what, what, now, what happened? <laughs> if I was the writer, I would yeah. now have the kid power up his mom and dad and sacrifice right. his life. And it would be real Romeo and Juliet. They'd be like, oh my God, it's Phil. We got to get Phil power now. But they don't do that. Well, they're they not going to kill the kid, right? Well, nobody dies when you just run out of power, right? Right. Like this it movie feels, didn't die. It didn't run out of power. It feels like a loss, you know, a whiff of death. No, it's really bad with how okay, they just get found and picked up by the Randy Quaid and, and Max. They just Oh good, good, because I was hoping we could close that storyline. Yeah, but the thing is, this is a movie. It's supposed to be they fight, they get their uh, I don't know. It's lame. Oh, you're saying that like instead of just breaking down and then being thrown into the trunk and then having the end credits, they should just cut to the end credits. No, I'm saying instead of breaking down and giving they should like have a last ditch effort to run sure. in power and escape these guys. What's going to happen is they do escape these guys and get what they want, but they have it in sort of like a lucky break. Uh, you know, you just don't put coincidence and luck in screenplays. The heroes sure. gotta overcome and yeah so what a bummer i would have been down Who's with the lowest break. oh the little kid fill my pockets who you want to talk to who fill fill? Fill my pockets. that train <laughs> beep beep charge on, charge on cocaine beep beep Casey Jones, you better watch your speech. Should I get my guitar? Yeah, sure. Ahead. You know. Check out my behind. behind. Check, Check out, out my behind. behind. That's like Spiegelman's behind when I, we do the S, 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 A, 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 A. Love it. Guitar chords. Casey Jones, <laughs> The Grateful Dead. Casey I'm telling Jones. you. Here, I'm gonna go brain. Give me a lyrics to all the fucking Grateful Dead songs. Oh, I already know them. Oh, meanwhile, back in robot headquarters. CFC is so easy. Yeah, but you now here's a minute. There she is again. Harry Lewis foil. She's in a bunch of his movies. Yeah, she was she's in a lot of stuff on her own. She's um Kathleen Freeman. Kathleen Freeman. All right. Uh, good to know. I guess I already said she was in um, The Fly, but in 1958. She was in uh, Support Your Local Sheriff and Support Your Local Gunfighter. And we already talked about her. Yeah. Blues Brothers. And now it's a really badly scripted, stupid thing. They're like, whatever happened to those? Units? Go ahead. Listen. Go ahead. Listen. Okay. Hey, I have, I have to click. Come on now. Sad. Yeah. The hot shots in the front office never could figure out what was wrong. Hey, isn't that Trying guy from? Close the book on him and took the loss. I know what's going on. What happened to them? We jumped them. He's from he that. Uh... 
Donald that Donald Lug uh, Lug sitcom. He played the dad. I could tell his eyebrows. I recognize his yeah, eyebrows. Yeah, the eyebrows are really distinctive. Yeah. They really are. Um, I don't have that. Uh, he was on Rhoda and Dune. Uh, he was. It would have well, been the two thousand thing here. Riding that train, beep, beep. cocaine. Beep, beep. Casey Jones, you better watch your speed. Oh wait, the movie's ending. Ahead, you no, know. Beep, beep. So they got junked, right? So yeah. our, uh, you know, Susan and Calvin just charged them up, and now they live in the junkyard. Oh, That's with Calvin it. and Susan. But our movie's not over. We haven't had. Oh, it is. Three. No, there's three more minutes left in this movie. It's 87 minutes. Well, no, what I mean minutes. is there's always the last hurrah yeah. of the last contest. And that's well, what's my friends... coming now when Crime Buster will find oh. them. Now, when my friends showed me this link, I was like, this is not the complete movie. It's one hour 17. But sure enough, this is the length of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And it was not the, the first cut. Uh, the the Universal was like your your movie is too long and too stupid. Whoa! Oh, Dick Miller is also a big end. Uh, Roger Corman, Joe Dante guy. Cast of characters: yeah. Kaufman, Burnett, Randy Quaid, Kevin McMillan, Melaine Marin. That's right. Calvin, Factory Factory by Shoal, Dick Miller. Mary, Mary Weisskopf always shows up with Paul Bartel. I should have noticed her before. All right, Carl, what'd you think of this movie? Um, I thought that this movie was cute. I think it was not very funny. Um, I I do not know why they needed to spend that kind of budget on it. Uh, it didn't. It seemed self-contained budget-wise. It wasn't like sprawling sets or anything. No, they were. The money was really spent on the makeup and all those effects on making them robots and also on the little robot because they totally made them automated they didn't work them like a puppet which would have been so right. much cheaper and that freaking crime buster okay plus they had some name voice of phil performed by jerry garcia right plus they had some names they had to pay salary look Caskill jokes by henny youngman we're taking directly from the source Wow, you know, I would think they and would Jack pick Carter jokes. Caskill acted by Barry Diamond. I mean, these are all classic, his classic jokes, you know. I said to my mother-in-law, you know. Wow, that's so cool. I'm going to keep the credits rolling, Carl, even though. Okay. Wow. What excitement. I hate this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Fun. Like, I, I, well, I'm glad I saw it. I'm sure this is one of our films where I should watch it on my own as well and hear all the audio and yeah. soak it in. It seems like a film that if it was ad nauseum on video cassette or a cable, I might kind of get into it. I can see myself just watching it, but it has that silent movie feeling of we're just going to shoot it in the forest and, you know, a bad guy's going to pop out of a tree and, and tie up a girl or whatever. And it'll just happen in the woods because it's the cheapest thing is right out here. So I was well, a little. You know, they really didn't do it to spare expense, and they paid for the. Uh, you know, they absolutely had sets in this, and and uh, 
but still i hear what you're saying like there's a silent movie vibe yeah you know just do it outside just this formless kind of like uh well the tension will occur right here here's the thing all right copyright 1981 play the atari game of now available what (laughs) and all right i'm gonna have to stop my uh there we go i'm out of it yeah well i hope you guys enjoyed that this is probably going to be exclusively aired on uh youtube but if you do hear this on the on muni radio thank us for letting us do it next week we'll have a movie with no ads be yeah, really easy right. to join us uh but we want to thank carl thank you so much for for researching this movie watching it several times it seems kind of cool like it seems like it has a vibe to it it's just never really made it yeah you know yeah yeah if you, and, uh, if you watch it with the sound you'll see the whole vision of the director and everything you know so you get it more doesn't make it a good film gotcha well next week we'll have an amazing we're gonna be watching casablanca so check it out next week (laughs) (laughs) casablanca meets wizard of oz from 1939 delightful uh, double feature uh but we'll we'll be back next week with the movie that we selected and uh some great interviews as well thank you audience we'll see you guys thank you muni radio carl thank you uh we'll see you guys all next week let's watch a full length movie on youtube with mike spiegelman let's watch a full length movie on youtube with mike spiegelman it's been over one long year watching movies bad strange and weird commandeer by michael I, I wrote this song. My turn-ons are French poodles, Chinese noodles, and, and German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's Jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the <laughs> Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael